Sean, I got to say, it sucks doing a podcast before a major when you already know who's going to win. That's a crazy bold claim. Crazy bold claim because I feel like anyone could win this tournament. I, I really feel like this is one of the most wide open majors we've had in a while because it's just such a shit show of a golf course. Like it's so long and difficult. We'll get into that later though. But that's it. That's it. Yeah. Let's do Byron Nelson. We'll but start I have with- to say that. My pick will come later in the show. <laughs> well, honestly, the Byron Nelson was was wide open for a while. That I mean, it was just such a birdie fest the first couple days. Really, anyone could have won that oh, tournament. Was... And then KH Lee, he just went out there and balled out on Sunday. Like, just an impressive Sunday 66, I think it was, to, to win in crazy yep. difficult conditions. So, well, opening thoughts. What do you think? KH Lee wins uh, for the course, first time on PGA Tour. The course is joke. TPC Craig Ranch. Like <laughs> the name. The name is janky. It starts oh, off it terrible. Craig it might Ranch. as well be TPC Goat Ranch. Yeah, <laughs> it is a joke. Yeah, I do I, agree. And by the way, probably one of the worst draining courses I've ever seen too. Yeah, they, they got a lot of rain. Standing lot water of rain. on the green. The fact that they were oh, trying to play through that shit on Sunday oh, was, was really dark. Like, just just hold it up. Like, this guy, this guy's trying to win his first PGA Tour event, and they're out there. I think it was on 16, they're like at the end of the coverage, the squeegeeing the greens for this guy, literally in his line, like standing. I've... Oh, my gosh. Your mic just turned off. Your mic just turned off. This is live. Now is it, it's, it's back, right? It's, it's back. back. That better not happen again. If that happens again, we're fucked. <laughs> but it's not it's not as bad as the squeegeeing of the greens. <laughs> that that was that's the darkest thing to happen maybe in the last two weeks. Yeah, it was really bad. Um, but he played gutsy down the stretch. I mean, he he already had it in the bag kind of, but to go out there and birdie seventeen and eighteen, I think he bogeyed yeah. sixteen. Burning 17 and 18 with a couple shot lead, that's not really easy to do. You got to step up there and hit good shots. And he was sneaky playing really well coming into it. Like, I, I feel like we saw his name pop up on a lot of leaderboards throughout the year and never really knew anything about him. Still don't know that much about him, but uh, it's kind of a cool story. It is. Well, it's, and it's easy to get your mind spinning on 16. You make a bogey. I know he still had, what, a three shot lead. Um, but yeah, it's still, I mean, it's, it's hard to win a golf tournament. So they don't call him KO Lee for nothing. I mean, he went out there and <laughs> won it. According to the PGA tour. Yeah, that was, that was cringe. <laughs> also, uh, I thought it was pretty funny. I saw somewhere on Instagram and, or, or Twitter or something, but um, there were three Korean guys with CJ hats standing next to each other. One of who was KJ Choi, mm-hmm. obviously, a legend in Korean golf. And I don't think the people who were broadcasting it, I don't think they like the people in charge of the graphics knew which one KJ was. So they kind of just put it in the middle of two guys, the name tag and just said KJ Choi. I mean, that's so disrespectful to a guy that's probably the most famous Asian player ever. And it was pretty cool though. I thought uh, the moment after KH obviously idols kj there's there's oh obviously a connection there goes up you know gives him a hug after that was that was pretty cool that definitely 
made me a, a bit more of a KH fan because I didn't really know anything about him. So to see him do that was pretty cool. Yeah, he couldn't stop bowing at him. It was insane. Yeah, but no, I mean KJ's cool. got to be a legend in those guys' eyes, and you know, it's pretty cool. It's definitely cool for for uh, KO and. I got to say, I give him a lot of credit for trying to speak English in his post-interview. Yeah. Because he was yeah, grinding through that. That's got to be so difficult, though. Like, we saw that with Hideki. Like, Hideki won the Masters. And, I mean, I'm obviously not shitting on Hideki here, but he didn't want to give his interview in English. Just, I mean, you know that's going that's going out to millions of people. And yeah. they don't want to embarrass themselves. That was really ballsy, like massive balls given that interview in English. He clearly just was not comfortable. And I thought it's just it made me respect him a lot more. So I agree. Uh, big ups to him. I mean, I took Spanish in high school for like six years or whatever. And I couldn't imagine giving an interview in Spanish. And he's probably got a little bit more of a English background <laughs> than I do in Spanish, but but it's just really daunting to think about to think about doing that. So it kind of puts it into perspective. Yeah, no, you're right. And I was on the same, you know, six year Spanish, don't learn yeah. anything type of path, grind. but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one knows the grind, like the Spanish grind, but no, it was, it was cool to see. And it's just another runner up finish for Sam Burns, who is going to be an ATM on the yeah. floor for the next 10 years. In but, case you didn't know, folks, he's really good at golf. Like, I don't think anyone really, really knew that until this year, but he's really good at golf. Like this guy, uh, he's long. He he hits his irons well. I don't know. I, there's probably some question marks about the putter. I think he puts it well enough. Um, but he's just, yeah, you're right. He's just going to be an ATM out there. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him on the Ryder Cup, uh, the Ryder Cup team this year. He's does he we've, have a chance? We've still got a lot of time. He's not really close in the rankings, but he's a guy that if to win he wins a couple, a, yeah. like a couple weeks beforehand, I could totally see him getting picked for the team. Yeah. Has he played in a Walker Cup? I'm not sure. That'd be something to get our data guys on. Get our stack yeah, guys on. Our <laughs> Do you think they look at that, by the way? Like do you think the captains look at Walker Cup records or any like match play experience? Double I would hope so. Match play, but yeah, I would I'm hope so because it is a different. Game. It's a little bit different. Like there's definitely guys like Ian Poulter is a match play beast. Like the guy's not yeah. a he's not a good PGA Tour player, oh, but he he just he's just nasty in match play. He's nasty in the Ryder Cup. There's definitely some guys that are better in match play than they are in stroke play. So I think you have to consider that a little bit. I'm not sure if Strick is going to. I think there's so many good American players that you might not need to consider that. It's it's pretty easy to just go off like the 12 guys that are the best players because there's so many big name Americans. But yeah, I think he should consider Walker Cup, WGC a little bit, a little bit, put a little bit of weight into it. I also, I want to talk about speed because... Speed finished T9. I really thought. Oh, 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 oh. We got Mike cutouts. We have Mike cutouts. This is getting really dark in here. Am I back? Yeah, you're back. Okay. This is pure darkness. I got to get this figured out. But 
speed since the this farmers is, folks this is like this is the operation you know we run all here it, to chill it this is the operation we run which is why we love every single person who listens to us because you never know what you're gonna get never know. you know you don't listen to some normie podcast who has it all figured out they got all their mic setups they have their stats guys running around they have their producers you don't yeah. want that you look there's you want, you want happen. you could you could go out you could listen i, I put it this way you go out, you could listen to steely dan they've got the tightest production in rock and roll history or you could go out and you could listen to acdc they're a mess they're all over the place the led zeppelin their production's crazy sometimes I think we're the Led Zeppelin of the podcast game is what I'm saying. <laughs> I think we're merging Led Zeppelins. Yeah. Hey, okay. Speed. 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 So I, I pulled up his results since the farmers starting at Phoenix. He's finished T4, T3, T15, T4, T48, win T3, T9. So obviously that's well publicized, but if you're betting against speed at the PGA this week, you need a lobotomy because that is crazy. I mean, this guy has just golfed his ball. Like he has just golfed his ball for the last like seven or eight weeks. And he's almost guaranteed the top 20, like almost guaranteed. I think, I think this course sets up well for him. And I don't really know how this course sets up for anyone because it's, it's really hard to say. Um, But I think him and Hovland, you could make a case are playing the best golf in the world right now. Yeah, Hovland, I mean, Hovland has been just so consistent. He might be like I think the, he's the best golfer the in the world. Players on tour. He's the most consistent player on tour. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. I think he is the best. I've said this for about a year now, maybe 2 years. I think Hovland is arguably the best golfer in the world. It depending on how you look at it cuz Hovland is the most consistent player on the PGA Tour. We saw that when he broke that par better streak that was ridiculous. I can't remember how many rounds it was in a row where he shot par better. It was maybe like 27 or something, but that, I mean, that's an insane record. He just has that record now. And he's the most consistent player on tour. He's number one in scoring average right now on the PGA tour this year. There's a good case. Is he really? Yes. He's number one. The good case you can make. He's the best golfer in the world. And the fact, I think he's sitting at like 11 or 12 in OWGR. The fact that he's number one in scoring average and number 12 in OWGR just shows you how fucked up the OWGR is. Yeah. Well, he hasn't won. He won at Mayakoba. And well, that's the thing. Oh, he did win Mayakoba. Yeah. And that's the thing is too. I don't think, I don't think consistency is weighted, is weighted well on the OWGR. I think if you finish five every week, you're not going to, you're really not going to go up that high in the rankings. So I agree. You have to win. I mean, that's fine. I mean, Hovland at 11th in the world is ridiculous. What's Wolf right now? Uh, he's dropping quickly. He's outside he's the dropping. top 30. He's outside top 30 for sure. Uh, but I mean, Terrell Hatton's ranked above, above, um, uh, above Hovland right now, which yeah, is crazy. I mean, Patrick Reed's above Hovland, which I think is crazy. Webb is above Hovland right now. I also think that's crazy just based on the eye test. I, I don't know. Wolf is actually 27th in the world right now. So not, okay. not horrible. Not okay. dropping. That seems, yeah. 
I mean, it's interesting when you follow these three guys, Hovland, Wolf, and Morikawa. It's pretty crazy how their careers are taking such different paths. Like, yeah. And I think we we kind of predicted this too. Like we've been saying this for a little while. I've been big on the train that Hovland will be the best player out of these three. Like he's just the most consistent. I think Morikawa can get hot at any moment and just go out there and dominate a golf tournament. And then Wolf's a huge wild card. Like he's all over the place. You, you really no idea what you're going to get with him at any moment. So I think they're kind of fitting into those molds now. I agree. Last thing I had from this tournament was Charles Schwartzel playing some good golf again, almost won at Zurich. Um, and I think it's probably cause he's not wearing straw hats anymore. Yep. Yep. He, he, he wore one at the masters good in take. November good take and i was like you're you're just asking for attention clearly you're not playing good golf now you're looking for something to boost you i think the switch to the normal hat I, he's got some bootleg sponsors but switch to the normal hat's a big big move for charles so i'm happy to see him playing well good for him to notice what was missing and then make the change so he, he's also sneaky moving it he was hitting like 181 182 ball speed yeah he hit 181 ball speed on that drivable par four. Uh, I can't remember what hole that is. Maybe 15 this week. That's that's deep for a guy that's now probably that in his early 40s. Uh, so I was impressed by that. But uh, I want to switch gears a little bit. Well, let me. Oh, let, let me say one thing before we switch to NCAA. Uh, and it's funny because I was just scrolling through the leaderboard again, and the only time you will see Ricky at the top of a leaderboard now is when his ad comes up in between, like on the PGA tour apps, they have those big box ads in the leaderboard. <laughs> and I, and Ricky was on the ad <laughs> at the top of the board. And it's like, yep, yeah, that's the only time he's going to be up there. Another missed cut for him at five. I mean, at five under, which was, I mean, that's gotta be like one of the lowest cuts ever. Yeah. I think four. seven under was the record that was set at, uh, at, vegas this past year but five under is stupid low yeah i mean there were guys shooting 64 left and right on 64 65 left and right on thursday it was crazy all right let's do let's do a little bit of ncaa talk i agree ricky is a complete joke so the ncaa women's regional was canceled in louisiana uh before it even started you hear about this chris yeah, I did. So the, the course, they got like seven inches of rain over three days. I think they were supposed to start on Monday, got canceled Monday, got canceled Tuesday, and they were supposed to go out and play on Wednesday and, and continue to or start the tournament. And the NCAA committee rep for the tournament came out on the staircase and made an announcement. Mike's off, Mike's off, Mike's off. <laughs> okay, now it's back on. Guy came out, made this announcement in front of a lot of these girls. Most of them were seniors, I believe. And he said, quote, that the course was playable, but not playable under championship conditions. And these girls lost their mind. And rightfully so. I think it was ridiculous. Like a lot of these, these girls, it's their last NCAA tournament. And Chris, you know what that feels like. You yeah. got cut off early last year playing what you thought was your last NCAA tournament at Babson and then ended up playing yeah. at CU. But 
that's a shitty feeling to know that you just have no opportunity to go out there and play and go out and win another tournament and have a good final showing for your school. That's got to be a shitty feeling. And they lost their minds and it caught a ton of traction on social media. I'm glad to see it because I just absolutely, I think the NCAA is an absolute disgrace to sports. They are a disgrace. And to say that the course is not at a championship level, I mean, the amount of D3 tournaments that <laughs> I've played in, I mean, I've played in over 30 events, D3 events. The amount of times we played in just shit conditions, you know, on Muni courses, punch greens, it didn't matter. It snowed and during one of your tournaments. Snowed. I mean, and that's golf. Like, that is the sport. You're outside. And if it, I don't care if it's not a weather concern, if it's a golf course concern, it doesn't matter. Like, that's just what it is. And just let those people play. They want to compete. They want to play. They don't give a fuck about what the course condition is. Yeah. Someone's going to win. Someone's going to win. And that's the same as if the course was in pristine condition. That's all, that's all people want as college athletes. All college athletes want is the opportunity to go out and play there was a lot of frustration this year in general with COVID because, I mean, Division Three golf, most schools did not play, which was ridiculous because golf is the easiest sport to play during COVID. There's a way to figure out, way to get around it. Like you can play in-state events and have local schools come and play and socially distance. And the NCAA, for a lot of reasons, really didn't allow it or didn't promote it. They didn't really want Division Three playing. And it's kind of the same thing here with this with this NCAA women's division one regional. So yeah, just figure it out. You know, it, it, it's not it's not that hard. Just figure it out. It's just cop out bullshit from the NCAA every every year. There's there's some stupid controversy. So but, did you did you hear what did you see what Riggs is doing from Barstool? Oh, my gosh. Mike's off again. All right. It's on. It literally <laughs> cuts out for two seconds. I mean, this is going to be a grind to get through. People. We're, we're grinding. We're grinding. I could switch mics, too. I could just switch, but it would be a dark scene. If it happens again, well, if it happens again, we'll switch. Yeah. Yeah. So before the mic problems, um, Riggs, the NCAA, the NCAA approved the Let Them Play Classic full team event. They'll crown an official individual and team champion. I think it's at Whirlwind Golf Club, Which Sean, we where we played in some event in like January. So we we've played that golf course. It's um, in the Phoenix area. Fun golf course. They I think they had a corn ferry Q school there yeah. a couple years ago. Um so I think it's a championship level course, you could say. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I'm but, but it'll be fun to see. I wish they televised it, honestly. It would be kind of fun to watch, but I think they'll figure something out. Yeah. I would expect Barstool to figure something out. Yeah, they'll probably have some stream of it. But it's good that, you know, these girls can now play and compete. And yeah. I guess that's the end of it, right? It's not the same. You know, it's not the same as if they were to go on and play their their regionals, but it's 
I give a lot of props to Riggs for doing this and kind of spearheading this effort. All they want is kind of that last chance to go out and play, knowing it's your last college event. Because I think there's a difference between going out there and playing a tournament, not knowing that was your last college event, which whatever was before their NCAA regional, for a lot of those girls, it was. It was ended up being their last event. Now they go into this event knowing it's their last one. They can kind of go through the process of like integrating, or not really integrating, but knowing that this is your final chance to go out and post a number for your school. Yep. Totally. And I mean, it's really cool. And these girls are getting a lot of recognition, which is nice. And so it'll be a good way to, to send them out. I think it was, it was cool too. The reason that it happened was basically because they made a lot of noise themselves on, on social media. Like they were the ones that really blew this story up, not anyone Mm -hmm. else. So it's cool to see them go out there and take initiative and, and make this happen. So a lot of it is, is props to them too. All right. Should we move on? PGA. 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 Chris, you're going to the tournament, right? I'm going. Yep. Which is Leaving crazy. Wednesday. I'm going to be there on Thursday. So if there's anyone you want me to watch, you know, message us on Instagram at Chili Dip Pod or message us on TikTok at Chili Dip Pod. And you might as well go follow us on there too. But I'm going. It should be fun. Never been to South Carolina. So Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to give us a scouting report on the golf course. Um I think it's probably it's gonna play somewhat firm. We say that about every major. We say that like we always expect it to play firm. PGAs tend to not play firm or play the least firm out of all the majors. But I think this course has to be set up firm because it's so long. It's 7,800 yards, which is the longest major venue ever. That's, that's really crazy to think about because you're playing in what's probably going to be 15 to 25 mile an hour winds all week. Yeah. So I expect that the winning score is going to be single digits. I actually think this is going to play very difficult. I agree. And I think that this is like one of those courses that for the PGA, I think it fits really well. Like no one's going to be complaining about Kiowa. It's yeah. it's a venue they can come back to and say, this is a legit event. I mean, this isn't, it's um, Bay. and it's not, you know, I don't even know an example. It's not something so ridiculous like chambers, but it's not. It's, it's not your it's not like boring. At, it's, it's at, not Atlanta boring. athletic club. Yeah. You know, so there's definitely a little bit of character to this court to this course. I think it's super intimidating just by looking at it. It's classic Pete die, like visual intimidation. There's more room than you think off a lot of the tee shots, but it looks like there's not a lot of room. And I think on approach shots, they look more difficult than they are. Obviously, they're still challenging. You're playing this course from 7,800 yards. You're going to be hitting five irons, four irons into a lot of these greens. So it's going to play hard no matter what. But a lot of this course is going to be visual intimidation, I think, which will be interesting to watch on TV. Yeah, I agree. Oh, it'll be it'll be really cool to see on TV because it's a very different landscape. It's got a really cool look to it. So it'll be fun. Um, the weather's... Yeah, the go weather ahead. looks the weather looks pretty nice. I was kind of looking at it. And it's it's hard to say. I mean, this far out, we're recording now on a Monday. Tournament starts on Thursday. Looks nice, but you got to expect there's going to be wind. You're on the ocean. It's 
and I think it's going to be an east wind. Um, usually this time of year, I think. Oh, you're starting most, to talk wind direction now. I think it mostly blows in the east. The wind direction in the eastern direction. I did a little bit of scouting. I think that means the starting and finishing holes are going to play into the wind. Wow. So, hopefully that's the case because we want into the wind down the stretch that makes it harder means you got to hit your irons right on you know right on the screws really if you want to have any chance of kind of penetrating a 25 mile an hour wind totally that's some that's some deep digging there and that something to look to look at if on sunday we have a headwind on 18 you heard it here first who are you going to take Joaquin or Rory into a headwind on 18. That might give you a sneak peek into my picks. Well, I don't want to give away my, or should I give away my pick? No. So I want to, I want to, can I, can we just talk about Ricky since we were just talking about him? Sure. So he got a special exemption, right? Yeah. Into the event. Is there a chance? Is he in the open? I don't think so. Is there a chance it's the last major he ever plays in? Yeah. There is, which is insane. Think about that for a second. I think he could get an exemption into the U.S. Open because they were talking about how Phil is probably going to get one. Right. And I think Ricky would probably get one if they if they have like four or five to hand out. But this could be the last major that Ricky Fowler ever plays, which is really dark, and I don't think it will be. <laughs> But but the, the sheer prospect that it could be is crazy to think about considering like 32 years old or whatever, 31 years old. He was, you know, touted to be one of the probably the best player to never win a major. And now at 30 years old, he's never he might never play in one again. So, yeah, dark days for Ricky. I hope he figures it out. He's still so I was looking at his Instagram today. Have you checked out his Instagram? It's all commercials. No. His Instagram is all commercials. I'm kind of done with the commercials thing. You know, like I, I feel like we've kind of we've kind of harped on him enough for that. Like he's doing his thing. I think he's grinding. And I think behind the scenes, he's really working hard. He's probably is. He's probably just had a a draw. I mean, it happens in golf. He's actually he, he's a pretty private guy. So we really don't know kind of what's going on behind the scenes, what he's really working on he's been making a lot of swing changes. We do know that, but yeah, I think he's still deep in the process. Yeah. And I mean, the bottom line is when he's playing well, no one cares about the commercials, but when yeah. you're not playing well, then you start to look at, okay, what is this guy doing? That's, you know, causing these problems, but we really don't know. And I guess it's unfair to make, you know, accusations, but we'll have to see. I mean, everyone's rooting for him. So we're yeah, I mean, we, we obviously root for him. As much shit as we give him, we we root for him. He, he's good for the game, really, is what it comes down to. Uh, on the lines of, of TV and coverage, the coverage schedule was released. I don't know if you saw this, Chris, but... Didn't see it. ESPN is broadcasting for, uh, oh, I believe, man. Thursday, Friday, which is fine. And then I think CBS takes over on the weekends. But... They're going to be broadcasting all day, which I like literally starting at 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. for all four days, which I think they're starting to follow the master's model here. We're starting to see like 
people want every shot shown. They want it. We don't want to tune in at 1 p.m. or 3 p.m. whenever it's on live TV. So I think you need ESPN Plus for this, but I think it's a step in the right direction. Like, I'll I'll pay the five dollars or whatever it is. Yeah, be able to watch golf in the morning because at least you have that option. You should yeah. be able to watch it in the morning. Like, oh, it sucks waiting all day for you know like a four hour coverage slot. Yeah, and like they do yeah. that at some of the normal events. And, and Speed probably will, he'll go out and shoot sixty five in the morning, and we won't see a single shot from it. Yeah, and that's that sucks. You know, I agree. Good on the PGA for doing that. It's good to throw on at work or you're just lounging around the house you throw it on background noise boom bada bing it's good to have it's good to just have up there have the option um but i'm glad we're gonna get to listen to faldo on the weekends probably have some outrageous (laughs) remarks i don't i i actually i don't like faldo but i like that he's doing it because he always says outrageous things. So it's, it's kind of fun to have him around. Like as much as people don't like him, if he wasn't there, golf broadcasts would really be so vanilla. Yeah. Like, I don't know who you replace him with at this point. You know, like I, I think Phil is destined to go in the booth once he retired, oh, be so good. but that's years down the line. Like we need, we need someone to get us to that point. And I don't really know who's going to be that much better than Faldo. Cause at least Faldo gives us something to talk about. Yeah, no, I agree. I just, if, Oh my gosh, I would kill to have Phil in the booth. Yeah. Phil or Jason day, Jason day is like, I think he's awesome. If, if you go out and watch those, those team tailor made videos, the clinics they do. Oh, he's great. He's great. He it asks so many questions. He's grilling Tiger. Like he's very insightful. Explains things well. I think he's just a, a great guy to have in the oh, he's a great I think, guy. I think he's destined for that as well. Um, Want to move into biggest storylines of the week because I think there's two clear cut ones here. Okay, is Bryson involved in one of them? Bryson's not for the first time. I think okay. it comes down to Spieth and Rory because Rory won by eight shots here. We all know that he just won two weeks ago. And then Spieth is arguably the hottest player in golf, probably the most well-liked player outside of Tiger in the game. And he has a legitimate chance to complete the career Grand Slam, which is insane. Like, we talk about Rory every year having that chance at the Masters. This is Spieth's chance, and he might be the best player in the world right now. Yeah, well, you said Hovland earlier, so let's call on best player in the world. He might be, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) It's it's Spieth or Hovland. I really think so. Um, no, you're right. That's, I mean, that's number one storyline. That's it. It's Spieth, career grand slam. I mean, that that list is still crazy small. I don't know if I could list it off the top of my head. I think Sarazen, Hogan, Nicholas, Tiger. Yeah, there, there might be one more. Did Hagen? No. Hagen wasn't around in the 30s. Gary Player. Master. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think Gary it's Player. those five. I, there, I know there's five, yeah. I think so, it's those five. That sounds right. I know Palmer didn't win the U.S. Open, was it? Yeah, or, Palmer uh, or PGA. It was one of those. Yeah, uh, huge storyline and would really cement him in the annals of golf history. So do with that what you will. Put pressure on him. There's going to be a lot of pressure on him this week. Yeah, but he's over the hump now. He's, he's over the hump. 
He's got his win. He's back to old speed. He can handle that chaos. Yeah, I was watching uh, Chronicles of a Champion Golfer, which if you haven't watched, you should go watch all of those because they're they're really well done. And I was watching the one about Speed's win at the 2017 British Open, and they included a lot of press conference bits like Saturday night going into Sunday, and I think he had a two-shot lead at the time. And he was getting grilled with questions about the 2016 Masters. Like, oh, because you choked in the 2016 Masters, do you think this adds more pressure for you to go out and win tomorrow? It's and like, now it does since you passed it. <laughs> and But he dealt with it. He dealt with it. He went out there and balled out after 13, like making a shit show of 13. He went out there and played his last six and five under, I think it was. So he can deal with it. I think if there's anyone to be able to deal with the pressure, besides a handful of guys, you know, Tiger, DJ, Phil, whatever, Speed's right Reed. there. Yeah, yeah. Reed. Bryson. Bryson and Rita, the two most clutch players in the PGA Tour. We've aired that take a few times. We have aired that take, but it's probably one of our most solid takes out there. I think so. I don't think anyone's making that claim besides us. Obviously, Tiger's out the window right now. We're not talking about Tiger because he's obviously the most clutch player ever. But Reed and Bryson are the two most hated guys in golf, and they just make every putt inside 10 feet when it matters. Yeah, and... We're not Reed guys. We hate Reed, but we are Bryson guys. And do you do you like Bryson this week at all? To contend. To contend. Yeah, I think if there's any major that sets up most similar to you at a US Open, which he had success at, it's the it's this golf course and it's the PGA. So I think this is probably the next one after the US Open that I would put him winning. Yeah, it's going to be it's honestly going to be really interesting to see what he does at a British Open. Cuz we yeah. haven't seen we haven't seen the new Bryson at a British we Open. We haven't seen the new Bryson at a British Open, but this will be fun to watch. If this the wind, is a sort of sneak peek too, right, with the wind. Yeah. With so, the wind and the length. So, he flights it really high off the tee which I don't think is that big of a problem. It, it, if you flight it really high off the tee, it's not a big deal in the wind. Because if you hit it out of the center of the club face, the ball is going to hold its line. It usually goes still pretty far. It's the iron shots, the approach shots, which Bryson does not. He's not a great wedge player. He's not a great short iron player. Adding that 20 mile an hour wind on every shot into the equation is going to make it that much more difficult. So it'll be really interesting to see how he, he plays this week. Yeah, I agree. He's going to, he's going to have to be sharp with his, his irons. Cause we basically know he's going to drive it well. And we know he's going to putt well. Yeah. And it's a long golf course, right? It sets yeah. up for him to have shorter, shorter clubs into every green than any of those other guys. Uh, Chris, do you want to get into some locks? Do you have any locks prepared? Like, Top 20 locks, guys you think are just guaranteed to, to contend. Yeah, well, I'll give away I'll give away my lock, which is what I said at the beginning of this episode. And it's gonna sound really stupid. It is, but I'm I at least I know that it sounds stupid, so I'm aware of it. But I really think Rory's gonna win this week. I just think there's too much noise and he's well, I don't think one of those guys much. we talk. I, we just said it. There's guys that can deal with the noise. 
I don't know if Rory can deal with the noise right now. Every year at the Masters, there's a lot of noise and he doesn't he doesn't play well. So him coming in with this win under his belt, sure, it gives him a lot of confidence, but I think it puts a lot more expectations on him. I think that win won him that ma- this major that he's about to win. That's just that, I, Wells Fargo did it. If if he does win, because I think there's almost no chance he wins. And this guy <laughs> Now, here's a guy who won by eight shots in 2014, and I'm saying he has almost no chance to win. Yeah, but that's the only thing I don't like is that he won at this place by eight. And I just think you can't I don't that up a that, second time. That, yeah, that I don't like that because people are going to say, oh, Rory, he won by eight here. No, that almost hurts you because it's so difficult to do something incredible like that twice at the yeah. same place. In a so different stage that, of your career, too. Like it's not like he's career, backing so that up back to back years. That's he's the only had thing. that sitting in his mind now for six, seven years to go out there and do it again. That's really hard. The only thing holding him back from winning this major is that he won by eight here, <laughs> eight years ago. How about that for a take? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Back. That's a good way to spin it. So I've got I've got some goatee locks. I got the goatee going right now. Yeah. I was going to say, Sean, it's pretty dark looking in this Zoom. <laughs> I'm not a beard guy, not a goatee guy, but uh, I got a haircut today. And the guy, you know, I haven't shaved in like five, six days. The guy was like, you want me to cut your sideburns and like shave the beard? I was like, yeah, I'll probably shave it at some point. Went back home. I was like, I'm going to give myself a goatee for the day and just rock that. And I'm going to give my goatee locks. So the first guy, I'm super high on him, Hovland. I, obviously, Hovland is one of the best players in the world right now, number one in scoring average on the PGA Tour. I really think Hovland's going to play well this week. He drives, the, he drives the ball so good. He's a great iron player, knows how to flight the ball. I think he's going to play really well. Chris, your guy, Neiman. I like Neiman a lot this week. You do low like ball, low ball hitter hits that he's, low penetrating draw. He's kind of been hiding in the shadows a little bit, which is good, which is, which good. is good. But is he playing his best golf right now? I guess we just don't know. He's a pretty consistent player though. I think he, uh, I, I, I never think he's really down in the trenches. You know, he's, he's a guy. No, he's not a trench guy. He's not a trench no. guy. Uh, a trench guy though is Mark Leishman. Cause he was, down. <laughs> he was down in the trenches for about a year. I think he's starting to turn a corner here. And I think this golf course sets up really well for him. He chips the ball. Great. He's a great putter. And when his irons get really hot, he's dangerous. There's a lot of room off the tee too. playing at 7,800 yards. There has to be. And Leishman's a notoriously shitty driver of the golf ball. So I like him. I think I also- he might just be a team event guy now. Well, his <laughs> like, team partner, Cam Smith, I think is going to play well, too. <laughs> they both play be... similar styles, too. Yeah. How, what's, how's Leash's distance off the tee? Is he still he's, getting it out there a little bit? He's moving it. Yeah, I would put him at, like, top 40% in distance, probably. Probably sitting yeah. at somewhere around 70th or 80th in driving distance. Yeah, so he can hang. Yeah, I, I don't think the length is an issue. Like, Augusta's a long golf course, and he plays well every year. Yeah. Uh, Cam Smith, same thing. I, like, really good short game, really good wedge player, great iron player. I think that sets up well just in major championships in general. 
And then JT, like just an obvious one. He great ball striker. Yeah. Can flight it anyway. We thought he was going to win the Masters. I thought he was guaranteed to win the Masters, but I really think he's he's kind of a dark horse coming into this week. Not really a dark horse, but not a lot of attention being put on him, uh, especially with with the storylines like Spieth and, and Rory. So, what about Hideki? I was. I was this is now about, a guy you have to talk about him. He hasn't played though. When was the last time he played? Was it the Masters? Well, he played this last week. Okay. T39, 12 under. Yeah, yeah. When you look at great ball strikers. There's your guy. I mean, I don't know if I really I like him it. this week. I don't, I don't see, see it. Winning back to back majors. I think he's probably worn out from all the shit that. Oh, oh, he might Japan. go through. He might go through a two year wear out phase. It could be a complete spiral for Hideki. <laughs> this could be the worst thing that happened to his career. Him winning the Masters. <laughs> And the ensuing a billion dollars that he's going to gain from it. Yeah. Terrible for him. Um, we, do we want to do a buy or sell segment? Cause I've got, I've got it laid out here. I got some of the yeah. top dogs. We'll go through them. Well, whether we let's like shoot them, them out. All right. Let's DJ. shoot them out. DJ buy or sell. Buy. I like DJ. Buy. Like DJ. I do. I do. I do. I do. I hated him at the masters, but I think. It's kind of sneaky for him right now. I think it is. I'm definitely selling on DJ. Why? I'm a huge DJ guy. I'm not a DJ guy. I'm buying. You love DJ. You're selling him. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why is he withdrew last week with a knee injury, which scares me a little bit. He hasn't literally hasn't contended in three months. Genesis was the last time he contended. Yeah. That's, that's a when long he plays time. his best. That's when you're right. You're right. He could find it at any time. I think the injury scares me a little bit. And look, if you're if you're trying to get the number one player in the world at good odds, this is the time to do it. He's probably sitting at like 10 to 10 to 1 or 12 to 1 or 14 to 1, something like that. And you're not going to see that much with DJ. So if you want that, go for it. But I'm just I'm staying away from DJ this week. Okay. Interesting. What, what about Bryson? We talked about him. Are you buying or selling? Yeah, I'll buy Bryson. I'll buy Bryson. Because you have to. Yeah. You, you you're not to. gonna sell you're not gonna sell Bryson in a major, I feel like. At least for the very near future. You're not gonna just start selling Bryson. And it majors. feels like his game's in, in good form. Like it's in decent enough form to go up. Yeah. Um Webb Simpson guy really hasn't hasn't done that much i feel like but he this is a good golf course i actually i i think for him i don't think the length's that big of an issue for him with for, how well he flights the ball with for web for web yeah i was about to i was actually looking up how he did in 2012 but i'm not really sure that that matters well that was during the whole well he won the u.s open but mm-hmm. It was also during the belly putter scandal. He's getting grilled about when he's going to switch, what he's going to do. So, but no, I, I like Webb. I do like Webb. I like Webb this week. I'm going to, I'm going to buy on him because he's probably, his odds are probably bad. Like they're or good value. I agree. I think for where he sits in like not only attention, but 
I mean, he's always been that sneaky guy. Yeah. And he's he can con- sneak consistently move it too. A, a top 10 player in the world. He has gained distance over the past few years and he's one of the best players on tour. So you can really never count out Webb and no one ever talks about him, but who knows? He could get a second major this week. Yeah. I think he hit, he hits that kind of low draw off the tee, which if you get that tumbling on firm fairways, you're going to pick up 30, 40 yards of roll, which just bodes well on a long golf course like this. Uh, Kepka, are you, are you buying or selling on Brooks? So, yeah, I think that's a sell. I'm, I'm a constant with sell the, on with the man. injuries. Yeah. Just too many injuries. I mean, the guy was, he was spidey at, at the match. Too many injuries. He's, he's worried about playing lefty for his match against Portnoy. Oh yeah. Man. Yeah. So I, yeah, it's a big time sell on Brooks. JT buy or sell. I'm buying. Yeah. You got to buy. Although maybe uh, not because he's, I think he, is he the favorite? This he's got to be right around it. I think Rory's, so, Rory might be the favorite. He's probably top three. I hate that Rory's the favorite, actually. Are that actually really bugs me. Are you buying or selling on Rom? Rom. Oh, no. JT. So JT's 14 to 1. I feel like that's a little bit undervalued. I could really see him winning. This I, actually, I actually really like JT at 14 to 1. Rory is 10 to 1. Rom is actually second favorite at 12 to 1. So I'm going to sell that because I, I feel agree. like that's pretty aggressive. He's not in he's not really in form right now. He's just I, I feel like we haven't seen that much. He does yeah. he hasn't contended at a major like ever. I don't think he's actually contended and he said that himself in his Masters press conference. So until he you're, does, yeah, I'm not gonna you're him. right. It's kind of crazy actually to think about. And it kind of goes under the radar, but I mean, it this guy's really the goes number the two radar. player in the world or number three, whatever he is right now. I think he's two and he hasn't contended ever at a major. It's really insane. He's had some good finishes, but he's never really had a chance to win. Uh, I'm yeah, definitely selling on him. Uh, Xander guy gave the masters nope. a run. Nope. Yeah. I'm Xander's selling. dead. I'm selling on Xander until I see how he recovers from that that Masters thing. Xander's dead. That one hurt him deep. I think that's gonna that's gonna have some scar tissue for sure. What about Patrick Reed? Uh, I mean, at thirty to one, who would you rather have? Reed, Kepka, Cam Smith, or Finau? Because they're all sitting. At like 30 to one, basically. I would order that as Finau, Cam Smith, Reed, and then Kepka. I, I think, think I would I think I would put it the same way. That yeah. I think I would put it the same way. Finau sneaky. I mean Finau at 33 to 1. Yeah, I'm we if we want to get that out of the way, I'm buying on Finau for sure. Long hitter hits the ball, you know, hits that slider cut off the tee. Yeah. Good iron player. Potting's always questionable with him. But, but yeah, I don't know about Reed. And I also don't know about Cantley. I'm buying on Reed personally. I think oh, you are buying on Reed. I'm going to buy on Reed. Yeah, I had him second in that list. I really like Finau this week, but I'm going to buy on Reed. I think he plays well. Okay. Cantley. Interesting. Cantley is an interesting case. Cantley, no, I don't think he's playing very good golf. I don't think so either. 
and he's always a sleeper coming into majors. I feel like people talk about him like this guy's really due. He's due to win one, but I don't think it's I don't think it's the one. I, I just don't think his game is is where it needs to be right now. Saw that at the Masters. I'm I'm selling on Cantlay. Okay, Morikawa. I'm gonna sell. I just think this is too long of a golf course for him, and he could prove me wrong. I'm sure he could win here, but it, you just you don't, never really know where his game is at. He kind of comes out of nowhere and wins. I'm selling on Morikawa. There's no consistency. I've also been I've been a sell on on Morikawa most of the year, um, but yeah, it is the consistency, and I just don't see him winning two majors you know it's close to get back to back pgas too and oh and he's defending pga oh yeah write him off write him off yeah yeah. i forgot i didn't even think about that because defending this it was in august it was right it was so So it's 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 weird but yeah you could write him off because he's defending champ too uh neiman i know i'm high on neiman i think you're high i'm high on neiman always high on neiman he's gotta be good value i mean he has to be gotta be 50 to 1 that's i mean that's really good value i think i would put him more in the 30 to 1 range right around where finau and cam smith are yeah oh totally yeah yeah he's i mean low ball hitter good iron player he's really got no weaknesses in his game like he he's really long too sneaky really long hits that penetrating draw that just is gonna hold up in the wind it's gonna hold up in a major yeah, I mean, I'd certainly like him over fucking Terrell Hatton at 40 to 1 and Dave yeah. Answer at 40 to 1. I think Terrell Hatton has absolutely no chance of winning this week. Zero. I wouldn't Zero. buy in on him at 200 to 1. I'm not no. kidding. I think Keegan has a better chance at yeah. 60 to 1. Sneaky. What about what about Will Zalatoris? I'm going to sell Zalatoris. Willie Z, I'm selling on him to win. I'm buying on him to top 25. Like, I just don't think he's going to win. I don't think his first... Oh, I think he'll play well, yeah. Yeah, I don't think his first win is going to be a major. Like, that'd just be ridiculous. Yeah, he'll make the cut, and he'll he'll be fine. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to... I don't think he's going to seriously contend. I don't see him top fiving. I had to throw him in there, because there's a lot of hype coming off the Masters. Um, all right, but Spieth, are you buying or selling? I'm I'm buying on Spieth. Buying Spieth. Okay. Have to. Hovland, buy or sell. Buy. Easy buy. I'm buying on Hovland. DB straight vibing. Playing some really good golf again now. Yeah. It's just hard to know. I mean, well, I'm definitely he, buying on him. He fights the ball well. He does everything well. He's in good form. I'm probably a buy on him, but it's just crazy, like. The number of names we've just listed out. In the last we're five we're buying on like we've, we've bought on fifteen guys already, ten guys it's, at least. It's crazy, and that's why you you always have some of the best players in the world who you feel like are being slept on because you can't possibly hype up twenty guys. Yeah, and when there's just such a good group of players in the world that we have right now, there's always going to be people flying under the radar people you don't realize people who win and you're like oh shit like that guy's actually sick like if burger won it would be like whoa 
out of nowhere, but it would also be like, well, we know he's like, good, you know? Yeah. It's it's crazy. Like, we're not going to talk about – there's a, a bunch of guys here. I'm looking at the world rankings. We're not going to talk about Matt Fitzpatrick, Billy Horschel, Harris English, Scotty Scheffler, you know, uh, Tommy Fleetwood, Louis yeah. Ustason. I wouldn't be surprised if any of those guys won. It would be like, wow, okay, oh, yeah. you know, they, they probably deserve that. They played the best golf that week, and they're a perennially great player. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, that's just kind of – it's easy to say. It's cliche, but there are so many guys that can win. <laughs> All right, so I'm buying on Berger. Are you in? You're, yeah, you're I'm a, in on Berger. I'm in on Berger. Tentative I'm... buy. Tentative buy. Okay. All right, Leishman, I'm buying. I'm buying on Leishman. Sell on Leash. Okay. Too old. <laughs> Too old. I don't think he's going to win a major. I think he's like, what, 38 now? 39. He's old. I don't think he's that. I, I think he's like the same age as DJ. He's just, he's fat. That's why he's like. <laughs> yeah, and he's been around for so long. Yeah. I don't know. He seems so janky. Doesn't this feel like it, it sets up similar to like an Australian Sunbelt course? That's why I, I like the Australians this week. Yeah, but I feel like that never works out the way you think it is. You're, you're probably right. You're probably right. It's like Rory doesn't play well on Lynx courses. Or I wouldn't say doesn't play well, but his game isn't suited to Lynx courses. He grew up in Northern yeah. Ireland. But I mean, Leash's game probably does fit this type of course. So I don't know. I just don't think I don't see him winning. I yeah. really don't. A guy that I, I really could I can envision him lifting the trophy with that mullet flowing in the wind is Cam Smith. And we yeah, I've talked about him earlier. I'm definitely buying on Cam Smith, playing good golf right now. Yep. And good on him for not shaving the mullet, even though he told his wife he would after he yeah, won. That's a sick play. Really sick play. Really good to set the standard early for cam smith yeah. not getting pushed around yeah. he's not a simp he's not simping dude yeah and it you can't win this golf course if you're a simp so i do like <laughs> cam smith this week put that on a cracker yeah you, you can't, can't put win. that one on a crack you can't win on this golf course if you're a simp well we'll only time will tell you know like if p reed wins this then oh then it's a simp then course. it's a simp course I, and I, I just, I agree. I think it's, I think it's not a simp course. You cannot be a simp at, at, at uh, Mikeyua. Is Tony Finau going to simp his way around? Uh, he, yes. <laughs> I don't even, does that mean you're buying or I'm, I'm buying. <laughs> I'm buying. I didn't know how to answer that, <laughs> yeah. but no, Finau's going to play well. And we He's just not said simping. like 20 guys are going to play well. So we basically listed out the top 20 already. Yeah. Um, so good on us for doing that. Yeah. Lock it in. But Yeah. Lock it in. But no, Finau's going to play well. And then uh, last, last but not least, Rory. Yeah. He's going to win, but that's fine. We already knew that. I'm selling. We already knew that. Okay. You can't sell. I mean, what are I wonder what Rory's odds are to make the cut? I would I would bet on him to miss the cut. You legitimately think he has a chance to miss the cut? Yeah, I do. I do. Let's wait one second. Crazier things have happened in golf. I mean, crazier things have happened, but he might not be you might not even be able to bet on him to miss the cut. I I would 
I would bet on him because the, the odds are probably going to be so good. They, I don't think they're as good as you think. Okay, here, Rory to make the cut minus 500 to miss the cut plus 275. Yeah. So $10. I thought they'd be like plus 400 plus like yeah, plus $10 wins you 27. I don't know. Maybe not then. That's not as good as I thought. I think you're right there. All right. So you're, let's just do picks to win real quick and then, and then we'll, we'll, we'll finish this up, but your pick to win. I think we all know at this point, right? Yep. It's Rory. And if Rory, well, I'm not even going to give a secondary pick because I, I can't. Yeah, no, you I can't see. back off that. Uh, we'll keep it easy here. I was high on Hovland earlier. I think Hovland's going to get his first major this week. I think that's a good pick. I, I think that's just good value. And obviously, Spieth is my next guy. Spieth's always my yeah, guy. But that's, that's and just... I think the odds on Spieth are actually good right now. I think he was like 16 to 1 last time I checked. That's really insane odds for the guy who's won three majors and is probably playing second best golf in the world right now behind yeah. my guy well, Hovland. So, I, guess, I don't know. Hovland or Spieth. If one of those guys wins, you heard it here first. Hovland, number one player in the world right now. Yeah, no one else, no one else is picking those guys. <laughs> All right. All right well, well, at least if Hovland wins, we know he's not a simp. And that's good news for Hovland because we're big Hovland guys. Yeah. Yeah. Is Speed, he's got a little bit of a simp yeah. reputation. He's high a school little simpy now, man. He's a little high simpy. school sweetheart. He married her. Questionable simp. And a Rory would definitely get rid of that reputation. Rory pulling the plug on what's her name? Wozniacki. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't does that make him, does that, <laughs> does that make him not a simp? Because he backed out, or does that it's hard to or say. Or does that make him a pussy? <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say. <laughs> really. All right. Well, Chris, give us a scouting report when you go on on, on Thursday. Let us know what the course is like. Maybe we'll do a quick little, uh, quick little episode on Thursday night. Fifteen minutes. We'll toss yeah, it maybe, out there. maybe a midweek episode before who I head we, out to Charleston that night. Yeah, who we like after day one? How the course is looking? I think that would be, I think that would be interesting. All right, stay tuned. We'll see you on Monday. Bye. Bye. All right, I think that was good. That was good. Besides the mic trouble, I hit a chili dip. It was off the it was off the hosel. I mean Cameron Davis is a joke. Mike, you got any yeah. takes on the e-golf pro tour? You already have iron covers. You already look like a giant <laughs> pussy. I don't care. I honestly don't give a shit. He could be six feet under at this point, whoever Jesus. WD. I didn't watch a single <clears throat> bit of it, but I'm gonna chirp at the Fairmont St. Andrews because of the name. Yeah, Paul Tesori. Paul Tesori, friend of the pod. Neiman, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Yeah. Friend so- of the pod on Betsy. Terrell Haddon, are you kidding me? And there's a raccoon, no joke, like 20 feet away. <laughs> Florida. Say Florida, I'm hanging out. Florida. No, you can't yeah. say Florida.